What's goody, what's goody, what's goody, ladies and gents. Welcome to another great episode of Our Smooth Club Podcast, the show where everyday men discuss everyday topics. I'm Arrington, joining with my bro, Cam. What's going on with you, boss? Chilling, bro. Chilling. What's good with you, my man? Man, look, recovering from this cold. Look, I was, look, I thought it was about to be it for me this past week, man. Look, to uh, mon- look Monday night, I was, uh, uh, you know, had, had like one or two sneezes. I'm like, oh, hmm, that's odd. I, you know, mm-hmm. I normally don't sneeze that much. That's mm-hmm. odd. Then I went to bed, got the chills. The next day, I was like, I can't, I can't move. I can't make it. So yeah. had a fever. I was, you know, you know, down in a lot of just hot teas, you know, pills, uh, as far as uh-huh. like, you know, you know, just cough medicine and stuff like that. And I'm a person I cannot stand cough syrup. God mm-hmm. damn, I hate cough. I hate the taste of it. And Shier was like giving me, she's like, like oh, I'm just gonna mm-hmm. take it. Gotta take it. She was. She won't give me no little taste. She like the full on. Did she? Food. Did she? Did she and do I'm the airplane like, for you? But, <laughs> no, no, I didn't, I didn't request. I put a request. I was not happy. I didn't put that request that time. Normally she does. Not this time. <laughs> she, she, she was me around the house. I'm like, uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. man, I was over it. I was over it, but. You know, finally, finally recovering. So my my voice is a little on the weather, but but something, but feeling much better, man. Uh, good, good. Uh, 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 what? Um, look, I uh, I was uh, we were talking about uh, man, what were we talking about earlier? We were talking about uh, something that I was gonna mention during the um during the show, and I can't remember. We were talking about some old stories because you you were looking for your headphones, and you were like, look, I placed it somewhere. Right. Oh, yeah. I thought I right was going to find it. Right. In front did of the it. <laughs> Spent the last 10 minutes before we hit the record button looking for the damn headphones. And I said, F it. I'm going to just go with my backups, put my backups on, went to grab the mic. And then what was looking at me right in my face? My headphones. So, Them damn headphones. but you know Them what? Damn. I've had I have a lot of moments like that, because sometimes some people can say that maybe, you know, just, you know, you get no you get, it's, it's thing that's going to happen. That's going to happen. I, I I beg to differ because I used to do some of the weirdest stuff like, you know, say for example, um, I take something out the freezer, I might mm-hmm. I put it in like the the pantry and I'm like, wait a minute, why am I putting this ice cream this this freezing cold ice cream in the pantry and it's supposed to go right. in the freezer? Like I I'll do some weird weird stuff like I'm you know at the time we used to have like the the, the house the cordless phones and mm-hmm. I, I'm over putting the cordless phone with the bag of chips or something I'm like wait a minute what what am I doing I'm putting it in the refrigerator. So you know you just you have some weird you have some weird moments you have some weird moments for my my biggest uh, thing I, I think seen. I think people of my my age suffer from this a lot is walking into a room knowing why you're walking into the room up until the point where you get into that room and you're looking around like why did I come here my biggest place is the kitchen like just walk <laughs> randomly walk into the kitchen had a great idea for a snack a drink or something and get into there and, and just be like I don't even know why I'm here. And then just take that slow walk back that to the is, living room. I'm, te- I'm telling life. you, I saw an infomercial, man. With one, it is life. I, I remember seeing an old infomercial. It was like some kind of recorder where people just like it was. For, it was for people that go grocery shopping. That was their like whole theme of the commercial. Go to the grocery store instead yeah. of right, just record it. Oh, need this, need that, and then you click it again. I'm wondering where if they still have those. I, I might need to get that for Christmas. That's that's going to be in some stocking stuff for this Christmas. I mean, with cell phones, I know, I know it's kind of. With cell phones, it's kind of obsolete, but I I get it, I get it. You know what I'm saying? That's because you can leave yourself voice notes and that stuff is, that like is that. True. Not not to you know whatever on this company, but they that technology is uh, you know. Uh. <laughs> it's a, it's, I, got you, I got you. I got you. No, no, yeah, nor yeah, are they yeah. a sponsor too. So we don't. We look. I, I, I can yeah, talk, man, man, us. If they were a sponsor, yo, they ain't paying us nothing. Get they the recorder, the, the supermarket recorder coming to a Best Buy near you. Man, Cam did not know where his headphones <laughs> in, but because of that recorder, he said, "Wait a minute, where did I place them?" Uh, Thank you, recorder. Changed my life. Ended off with one of them. My life. Yep. <laughs> we will be the biggest sponsor. Word. Man. Word. Man, but look, we. We got a great uh, a great show in stores, man. We have um we have two amazing uh, uh gentlemen who are doing great things for their community and, and just very accomplished. Um, we have um X Scott and uh Greg Scott. They're the host of the Culture Shock. Excuse me, the Culture Shock podcast. Culture with a K. Uh, where 
uh, you know, on just, you know, all issues. And they their main focus is to shock the culture. And I'm like, oh, I like that term, shock the culture. Uh, Greg Scott, um, they're they're both uh, former um, uh, HBCU college football uh, uh, players, uh, teammates, uh, played at um, Hampton University. Greg went on uh, to play uh, uh, about six years professional. Um, he was drafted in the uh, 02 uh, NFL draft. Uh, so great, great uh, career. Uh, Ex businessman uh, um, has uh, the foundation Cover Three Foundation. So I'm really excited to have them on. Uh, we're also going to speak with them on you know, their thoughts with Deion Sanders taking that job out in the University of Colorado because that's been kind of like a long going uh, discussion uh, with Deion taking that jump from uh, uh, or taking that move from Jackson State to yeah, University of Colorado. Jump. So uh, it'll be exciting uh, conversation. Jump. Yeah. I wasn't gonna say jump. I was gonna say I was gonna. I, I was almost about yeah. to say, it, but I had to stop right there because I didn't yeah, want to make yeah, it yeah. seem like oh, it's a step up, which is not. It's yeah. not. Um, yeah. Catch wise, maybe, but I, we, we'll speak more into that one. But uh, yeah. uh, but also, if you you know, for the viewers and listeners who tune into this show, hey, we truly appreciate it. For for someone that's new that's watching, hey, continue to support the show. You see the bottom where the platforms you can find us on our YouTube channel, Rugged Evo TV. Uh, 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 on Roku, the Global Vision, we have some episodes up there. All podcast platforms: iHeart, Spotify, uh, Apple, you name it, Facebook. So we truly appreciate it. Um, but look, man, I want to get on to like the first, uh, the first topic. Uh, uh, it's some great news tying into you know heading into the holidays. Brittany Griner is released from uh, a Russian detention uh, a prison where she was initially uh, sentenced to serve nine years for having a small ounce, a small, a small amount of uh marijuana and uh we all we all knew it was it it was all for you know uh uh uh, it was um russia wanted to you know capture a you know a u.s uh, citizen and you know have something in return i mean we all know you know what was going on but uh i just wanted to start off by saying very excited that she's released um i think it's a it's an ultimate christmas gift for you know for the world especially the griner family um you know she they showed us some videos or you know uh heading to the airport and heading into the the back into the states and so i'm just i'm i'm, I'm really happy um that she's um that she's back man uh did you did you read up on the, uh this cam i mean or heard, heard about this it, news reading up on it isn't necessary <laughs> if this story followed you wherever you were um I'm, i mean of course i'm happy that she's back um mm-hmm. you know all the all the social media politicians and pundits and all had their own weigh-ins on you know what the implications were on the trade but i mean above all again she was she was you know we can say she was um unrightfully detained um but i Mm -hmm. i mean she was in another country and she did something that could be illegal so at that point she's at their whim was it a political move for them of course it was you know what i mean so i'm glad that mm-hmm. that's over hopefully this doesn't come back to to bite us in our asses within the next few years but you know again all, above all happy that she's back yeah man and, and that's a, and that's the thing you i mean you, you mentioned you know bite us on the ass a lot of people are there's a lot of people that are you know not happy about the swap because there mm-hmm. is a um and i don't have the but there has been a citizen who's been in uh uh hold uh, or uh in Russia for years and they've been trying to you know get him back he's out there he served he served uh uh he was serving for our country and um you know he got captured and they've been holding him ever since so they were really saying is there somehow we can get both in you know in exchange for this uh, well, uh it was an arms dealer that they did the swap that was uh, yeah that was Griner. part of why and, people uh, didn't like it they they really didn't like it because yeah. of who we swapped her for and the implications that could be yeah. like um forthcoming with uh someone as dangerous mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. the dude that that we we let out of capture um capture. So I I, mm-hmm. I know there was a couple people that they saying, Oh, we should have tried to get them to get them also, but it was like we don't know what those what those negotiations went like. We don't like we we don't know. We have no idea. It's easy to, and, and, to and say I've once said this everything was played thing. out that oh yeah yeah we should have done this and we should have done that. We we don't know. We so we we can. It's just basically watching uh, Sports Center on Monday morning saying oh he should have thrown to a slot receiver or that man was open all the way downfield <laughs> like 
yeah, it's easy to say that in, in retrospect when you can see the everything and how it unfolded. But I, I can't say that this or X, Y, Z should have been done when I don't know what the, you know, what all the details are of, of this whole thing that transpired were. Um, were. <clears throat> absolutely. 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 No, I, I, I agree with you a hundred, a hundred percent. I was uh, telling a, a family, uh, well, not a, a family member, a much older guy was like, wow, you know, I understand they need to, they need to take that other one just because she's a celebrity. And this now I said, Hey, look, I'm like, you, you, we never know. I understand what you're, you know, what you're saying, but you just will never, will never know as far as when yeah. those negotiation or what's, you know, discussed behind those closed doors. So uh, again, you know, excited to see Brittany back. Um, I couldn't uh, imagine when he had did the sentence, my heart just went for her, the family. Cause I'm like nine years is, I, I, you know, we, none of us have ever been in jail. So I could, I couldn't last an hour. So just a, right, just a matter, right. you know, nine years in a prison where it's a country that you don't speak their language. You're not, you, you know, not really familiar with their country. So I couldn't, right. I couldn't imagine. So happy to see her back. Hope, you know, I'm hope just she gets her, you know, career back on, you know, back on schedule. I definitely doubted that she'll ever want to at this point want to play overseas i wonder i wonder that will do i doubt she goes back there but does like the whole the whole thing was she needed a supplemented income um because of the money that mm -hmm, she made mm -hmm. uh in a wnba so like does she continue mm -hmm. to travel overseas does this does this become the the uh kind of the thing that jostles the system to make make it different i i don't know i've you know mm -hmm. i feel multiple ways about the whole salary thing of the wnba um but i don't yeah. know you know i don't know it like I, I don't know i don't know how this goes down you know what i'm saying is it'll be interesting to see i don't me, per, me personally i don't think i don't think she's taking a flight to indiana i don't think she's i don't think she's hitting a plane i don't think she's hitting a uh you know i i literally think she's she's definitely staying in the states if an if a, a country with you know a great contract off of her. I mean, she, she might, I mean, she, she's, she loves the sport. She knows that, you know, she has to be, she's a provider for her family. And, you know, you have to take those, those risks in order to, you know, make that certain uh, income uh, level. So mm -hmm. uh, I, I think all this that just happened, I think opportunities for her will come uh, towards her, uh, towards a way that's not basketball related. Maybe just speaking yeah. on, um, you know, I don't know, just your time here. She might do a, a tell all book. She might do, you know, is stuff is going to uh, happen, uh, come to her way. That's going to make uh, her, you know, more money than even uh, for a her, salary for on, her. You know, yes. Sports, so. For her. Yes. But I'm talking about the whole league mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. most of the, from what I don't, I don't want to say most, because oh, but I know a good amount of the, the women in the league no, no, play you, overseas most. for that same reason, you know? <laughs> Yeah, I, I yeah I don't I just don't know you know because no, no, some no, of them yeah, could just be doing regular right. part time jobs or whatever the case may be. So um, I just wonder if that that's what I meant. I didn't mean specifically for her. She's gonna be all right. I think she's one of the top paid players anyway, um, gotcha, which is gotcha. crazy that she still has to go over. But mm -hmm. I think she'll be all right, like you said, with the with all the things that are gonna be coming her way. People are gonna be buying her story, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I just wonder what it's going to look like when um the, the, mm -hmm, when mm -hmm. this gets factored into what happens with the WNBA period <laughs> yeah that's that's actually a, a good question um i don't know i i think i, I think it will impact I think a lot of those players will be like you know no i don't want to have a, a situation like that cuz it's just it's scary it's just it's it's definitely scary so i don't think they will do i think that that all of a sudden people would, you know, come to a lot of WNBA games and the salary cap will start increasing. No, I think there might need to be no. some like, you know, private investors that would love to say, Hey, look, just see this happen ever again. I want to, you know, invest in it, put a little, you know, money into the WNBA. What can we do to that's, help, you know, that's build not it up and stuff? Either. You know, that's not going to happen either. That's <laughs> not going to happen. I, I mean, I'm just being honest. Unless, might, unless they, I mean, we, uh, unless they find a way to get butts and seats, bro. They, I, I mean, we, the overall problem with the WNBA is it's it's not it's not something that people look forward to seeing. It, it's it's they don't they don't um they don't put they mm -hmm, don't pack mm -hmm. their arenas out. They don't um which call it uh, they don't 
They don't market they don't have it well at all. They don't market I, it I well at all. I don't think they market it well. For sure. I don't like the finals would be going on. And I just know that because I happen to turn past Sports Center at some point. They don't even talk about it on the debate shows. Skip and Channing don't talk about it. Um, um, Stephen A and whoever he's with, they don't talk about mm -hmm. WNBA. The only time they're talking about the WNBA recently is because of Brittany Griner. So it's like, I, I, I don't, I, a lot would have to change for someone to think that they should invest money into this because if not, they're just going to be pumping money into something and getting no return on it. Unfortunately, that's just being, you know, of, you know, of a business mind. Yeah, I, I think I, me per, me personally, just being like a, a a viewer, if I wanted to try hard to be a viewer and a spectator of the, the of the WNBA, I don't think they market market those games or they market don't. the finals great at they all. Don't. Because, <clears throat> like they you don't. said, you can you can the NBA finals will be on like at lunchtime on a weekday. So I'm like, what or not even yeah. lunchtime? Maybe you mean a, you mean just, the you mean the W the you mean the WNBA you mean the WNBA finals. Yes. Right. Oh, okay. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yes. The WNBA. Yeah. The WNBA Finals. It comes. It comes on literally like if you're watching uh, March Madness when you see multiple tournaments going on, multiple games going on. It's like some days you're, you're not going to catch all the games, so you just catch the scores. That's literally. I thought what, they still. You know, I the thought WNBA, they still play prime time. Is. I'm not going. I thought they maybe games come on during the day. What the, the, the WNBA? The, the play. Yeah, the playoff games. I thought still came on during like the the evening hours. I thought. Mm, sometimes some, i don't know some sometimes it's just i i yeah. never see a commercial and, and if it is they might play well, it strictly on espn where like the nba that's the problem. finals yeah. contracts with other television stations mm -hmm. yeah and and so my thought would be yeah. that they would yeah. and well Absolutely. i recently found out that the wnba is no longer interlinked with the nba so the TV contracts and things that the NBA get don't necessarily have any impact on the WNBA. I mean, I, I don't know how necessarily true that is, but it would make mm -hmm. sense. Mm -hmm. It would make absolute sense. And that's why, like, they, they do seem like silos at this point. It seems like the WNBA is completely operating separately than what the NBA is doing. Um, yeah. Absolutely. 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 Well, look, but great convo we're gonna take a quick commercial break and when we come back we'll have some more our smooth club podcast a show with everyday men where everyday men discuss everyday topics become a man of distinction with rugged evolution beard care order our scented beard oils and beard balms to help you maintain and grow the perfect beard order today Try our men's care products like the Full Body Exfoliating Cleansing Bars, Body Wash, Smooth Stash, and more. Log on to our website or download our app to place your orders. Rugged Evolution Beard Care. We're your luxury but affordable men's care line. And remember, Rugged is the new smooth. All right, fam, we are back. We are back. As you, we uh, mentioned to you earlier, we have some two amazing guests uh, coming on uh, in, a, in in a second. Before I introduce them, uh, we are gonna uh, uh, have the discussion. You know, just about their uh, their popular podcast, Culture Shock po Culture Shock Podcast. Um, also, discuss uh, you know discuss a little bit about you know Deion Sanders taking taking that uh, move to uh, a coach in a Power Five school, and um, really you know you you you'll be happy for him, but a lot of people are not. So we want to get their uh, Get their thoughts on that, and um, as well, just hearing about the great things that they're doing in their community. So, without further ado, we have Mr. X Scott and Mr. Greg Scott, uh, host of uh, Culture Shock Pies. Fellas, what's going on with you? Hey, what's up? Good afternoon, gentlemen. How you doing, fellas? What's going Pretty on? Good. Really? Pretty good. You already, see, you already see Greg repping. <laughs> <laughs> he made sure it got in the camera, too. He was like, wait a minute. Let me just adjust it just right. <laughs> Y'all doing today, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> Man, we are we are we are doing great. We are doing great. Look, fellas, we we first want to uh, you know uh, talk about uh, your you know your podcast, Culture Shock Podcast. Tell us a little more uh, about that show. Where where did the name come from? What's the you know the the mission for that show? Where where did this all start about? Um. Well, you know, me and Greg um, have talked about it all the time about you know 
spreading our message um, as far as things that we've accomplished um, going up on our journey. Uh, people always ask us for to volunteer information, which we never mind doing. Um, so, you know, this thing has been kind of like, I wouldn't say forced on us from, from God, but it kind of has been forced on us from God, man, like we were chosen to do it. So um, we just sat down one day and just said, you know what? We think it's time. So once we said that, you know, we went into our execution mode and we just started executing, getting all the X's and O's and T's crossed and I's dotted to go ahead and uh, build a platform, man. And um, the culture shock, we just always wanted to be um, that particular individuals um, in our life. So anything that we can do to shock culture, to push the envelope, to uh, go against the grain, so to speak, to uh, make sure all the naysayers mm. Um, just block all that extra XX noise out. We just always wanted to make sure that we um, took emphasis on that particular part instead of being normal. We want to do all that stuff unorthodox, so to speak. Um, it's it's just a thing to where if you if you just look at uh, most of the things that is forced on us as far as the media, as far as uh, ass is concerned, those particular things a lot of harmful. So we just want to be uh, individuals and, but come and just spread our message to the world, man. And, and, you know, we just came up with the culture shock podcast. Dope, dope. What's, what's the over for, for our listeners that may not have heard or um, what's the that overall premise of the podcast? Um, the overall premises, man, is just to elevate and shock cultures, always in, inspiring a person's mind. Okay. Because okay. at the end, Hey, you know, we want to make sure that we give a person a seed to be overachievers. We want to make that we want to make that normal. We don't want to make um, ordinary things just the norm like they always has been because it's not giving anybody inspiration to move to the next level in their life. So we just want to always make sure that we keep that in mind. We want to keep pushing that message to our, our listeners, our followers, our, you know, anybody that will lend us an ear, man. We just want that always a point of emphasis. So that's what's up. That's dope, man. And I and I love I love the story, fellas, because you know you both were were teammates at uh the the, the true HU. I see Greg already representing the, the true HU Dude. right now, Hampton University. Yeah. Uh, you you both were, were teammates. Uh, now what 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 year was that at? What, what year was that? We were at the Hampton. Uh, well, X, you know, X got there a year before I did. He got he went to Hampton, uh, got his scholarship in '97. I came in '98. But so, but we were there at Hampton University together from '98 to 2000, right? X. '98 yeah, to 2000. That's what's up. It was a great time, too, guys. I'm awesome, talking awesome, awesome. So, so look, we be. <laughs> <laughs> One of the best moments in, in, <laughs> in brief four I, years. Man, I, yeah, it was de definitely a good, definitely a good three to four years, man. We got so we got, yeah. to know, got to know ourselves and know some other people. <laughs> right, <laughs> know some other people. <laughs> right. Yeah, I was I was actually at Temple University those same years. Man, so I, we were all in, I, I know we were all I know that's right. around the same time. So I definitely know exactly what y'all were talking about. Some good years, some very good years. Definitely, man. Yeah. Great years. <laughs> well, 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 look, well, you know, my my dad, he was um a majority of my family went to NSU. My dad, he was uh he played uh football, he was a uh, uh, college football uh, all American at uh at Norfolk State, strong safety. Oh. So growing up, I was always attending Norfolk State games and really just HBCU games. He was always telling me just the importance of historical black colleges and just always. I never, I never attended one. I attended Chihuahua University, but we right. I always say we could have easily been an HBCU. We we were in, <laughs> in the CIAA tournaments. We played Elizabeth City, Winston Salem, Shaw, uh, yeah. uh, Delaware State. We everything. Look, majority of the 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 uh, student base was African American, so you you almost had all the frats and sororities were, uh, you know, AKAs, alphas, Qs, you know. So you you definitely right. got that culture. And so uh, the only thing we we never accomplished was really successful homecoming. Uh, but uh, he, mm. uh, after seeing just the you know the importance of uh, uh, HBCU schools, and you hear about 
uh, first thing, uh, Deion Sanders becomes the uh, head football coach at Jackson State, which was, you know, major news because I'm all I went to private school. So, of course, like in, at Norfolk Christian, you only heard mostly uh, uh, UVA, uh, Virginia Tech, um, UNC Chapel Hill. Those are the, the key school and or, or uh, Liberty University. Uh, uh old dominion those are really the only schools that went around in the you know in the frame so i've always spoke on uh you know if i mentioned norfolk state or you know uh, uh north carolina a and t some of my friends would be like huh well, no i'm never you know never really heard, heard of that because you know they look on they when it looks to sports they think of all the top tier schools yeah right. <laughs> they look they right. think of top tier schools uh you know big time sports schools they're thinking of uh, uh alabama georgia oregon so when you're heading to uh, Jackson State, I'm like, this is this is awesome because, you know, prime time, he always brings the crowd, you know, to him and bring. I think it's just it was great notoriety for the um for the school. So I first want to ask, you know, the question to you guys, what was your uh, uh first reaction when you heard that after three seasons at Jackson Wait, State? Hold on, hold on. You take a coaching Aaron, job, head coach job at University of Colorado. What was Oh. Hold on one second, Arrington. Before we get into that, I actually want to back it up a little bit. I want because they went to uh, Hampton. I actually want to know mm -hmm. what their thoughts were when he actually first took the job at Jackson State and everything he did through then. Before we got to the, you know, what happened over the last uh, couple of weeks, I'm I'm curious to see, you know, what you all thought the impact was and all that good stuff. And then we'll get into the other stuff. Well, I thought it was a. I thought it was a great move, man. I thought it was going to be uh, – when he first got the job, I knew it was going to be wonderful news for Jackson State and not only Jackson State but all HBCUs to have such a, a, a mogul, an icon coaching at an HBCU. Um, mm -hmm. I'm very happy with what Dion did during the time he was there, man. He brought a spotlight to HBCUs. Uh, some of the spotlight may not have been so good, but a lot of it was very good. Uh, he uh, just made it – a very clear effort to put HBCUs on the map and to let us know about some of the struggles that HBCUs go through mm -hmm. on a daily basis. And but on the flip side of that, like I said, he made put an amazing spotlight on Jackson State's football program and just what yeah. what they've been able to do back to back swag back to back swag champs undefeated this past year. So I was very happy to know that we had such a superstar want to start his college coaching reigns at an HBCU. And I hope other guys follow suit to do that. I'm not mad about people progressing, but I hope they want to start at some of the grassroots programs that, you know, really have done a lot for our people. And man, I was, I was, I was elated. I was ecstatic. I mean, because at the end of the day, we know um, for being HBCU athletes ourselves, we know the uphill struggle. Mm -hmm. um, we understand mm -hmm. it uh, because, you know, again, we lived it. So once we got the news that Dion was about to make um, his coaching debut, not at only Jackson State, but at an HBCU, we know the mm -hmm. whole body of, an, yeah. of our HBCU culture yeah. was going to elevate. Because, yeah. again, it just wasn't, you know, um, Coach Deion Sanders coming to an HBCU and 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 bringing co uh, great coaching strategies. Mm -hmm. It was prime coming to an HBCU. See, I look at it in a situation where because I'm always thinking marketing, business, and brand. I'm, I'm just I'm a little wired different, but mm -hmm. I just looked at it as this guy created an actual brand out of high school. So he was prime out of high school. When he gets drafted, he was on the television as prime. Yeah. You know, this guy understands when the cameras are on, he understands how to be a magnet to these cameras to draw people into the vision. So when he came to Jackson State, you mm -hmm. know, we immediately said, you know what, he's going to use the brand prime to be a magnet for our HBCU sports culture. And he did that. And a lot of things were accomplished in only three years. You know, mm -hmm. um, man, he 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 got you know the entire conference a, a Pepsi sponsorship. Um, he you know went the first undefeated season in Jackson State's history. You know, back to back swag champions. Mm -hmm. He's graduated mm -hmm. at ninety percent. Um, 
He's you know maybe, good guys in the Everything so, yeah, may also major renovations to Jackson a uh, hundred million dollars in revenue came right to Jackson State. Absolutely, Absolutely. so to your point, bro. Like, uh, uh, Cam, to your point, we you know, at the HBCU culture, man, we just was ecstatic. So, because yeah. again, you know, so, you know, some guys had their personal opinions and feelings, which rightfully so, and and, and definitely we understood it. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong, definitely understood it because. You know that you know if you set your ball here, man. Once that time comes, like it is now, once he leaves, now who's going to keep that bar here? Right. So you know we right. understood the, the the presence and the maintaining of it. You know, but we just happy that he came and and, and basically exposed our culture to the yeah. masses. Absolutely, absolutely. Good stuff. Good stuff. My bad, Arrington. I wanted to get that background first because it's been like a Dion bashing week. So I just wanted to hear. I wanted oh, to hear no, the flowers no, no. first. <laughs> right, right. No, no. Thank, no th- thanks, for, thanks for bringing that up. Thanks for bringing that yeah, up. Yeah, no, yeah. because no, because it, it was it was it was it was mind blowing because he wasn't the only you know known name that came to start to coach in HBCU. Eddie George is at Tennessee State. Hugh Jackman is mm-hmm. Hugh Jackson is at um. I think Grambling. Grambling. So I mean, there's yeah, there's been more, and then you you know you you have assistant uh, coach. Yeah, you have former NFL coaches that are assistant uh, uh, on a um, assistant coaching staff at HBCU. So it did make some right. it made it made some noise. So like, look, competition is just as heavy here. We just might not have the financial st- you know stability like these schools have. But um, but That's like like Greg had mentioned, like Dion brought in a renovated locker room, a renovated stadium. Yeah. A uh, hundred million dollars yeah. in revenue just in Jackson State alone. I mean, I was wow. reading up on, uh, I think uh, yesterday or the day before yesterday, they had uh, like Roland Martin. He was a commencement. Roland Martin, he's a you know journalist. He's big on HBCUs. He was speaking over right. there, and uh, he was just showing the university. I mean, Jackson State. Jackson State is getting some really huge exposure. Um, so I, I think Dion he accomplished more than you know than enough. I know his contract was for four years. Uh, he stayed, you know, he did, you know, stay for three. If I was happy and I was just, I was sad at the same time. Cause me, I'm like, if you're winning, why stop? Just keep on winning, man. Just keep on, you know, make a name, make a name. But I understand it's like, Hey, look, if you, if you had your personal goal of coaching a power five school, Hey, accomplish that your resume is already built. Why it's hot. You know, you know, you have to continue to build up your brand and stuff, you know, with your coaching career. So I think he, um, I think he did more more than enough. I think the the question now for as far as for black people, in order one person can't miss. He 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 did bring the exposure. He he put a huge impact to HBCUs, but you know Absolutely. one person cannot make that huge change. Uh, we have to always know that alumni pours in to their universities. H are some of the oldest institutions, older than these you know these very high schools. So if order in order for you to see some growth in your university, you need to put money into it. And if you don't, Absolutely. what do you think is going to happen? So I, I get I get a little irritated when I when I do hear a lot of people saying I sell, sold out. He sold out in the beginning. Dion has Dion had mentioned that, you know, God sent him to, you know, to fix HBCUs. He did. And, and right. why did he not do that? That's why I'm, I'm confused. It's like, what, in what way did he not do that? Uh, exactly. He. Uh, I, don't again, host, he, I, can't remember I don't know if he fixed the problem. I, I he was think was on CN. As, as, oh, my bad. I, I don't know if he Wait, fixed say, the problem. Say, Cam? I, think, I said, I don't know if he fixed the problem, but as as um, Greg and X kind of pointed out, he he shined a huge light as to what is happening in H, um, HBCUs. And now there's mm-hmm. recognition there. So now it's up to, to the people involved to make sure that we get – these these schools up to where they should be bring recognition i i mean honestly i i hope he put into place a pipeline for you know we got the rooney rule in the nfl and stuff like that i hope he put forth like a pipeline for black coaches to step up and coach these schools and maybe that's where they get their recognition from maybe they reinvigorate these programs and maybe that's the natural flow for black black coaches like i i don't know what the answer is but i think he exposed a big gaping hole in something that could be um could be worked on over the next few years yeah and it's so many layers, man. It's oh, he, so many he, he, layers. Definitely, he definitely did. I think the the heart. Go ahead, go ahead, X. 
Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's so many. No, what were you saying, Greg? It's it's so many layers to 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 this situation, and I wouldn't even call I call it a problem, but it's just so many layers. You know, just to you know elaborate a little bit on what Cam was uh, alluding to. Just just think about because me and Greg made a little small little joke about it, but we had a conversation about it. But him and like three more coaches has been together for twenty years. Right. So me and Greg was just talking. I think it was like a couple of days ago. He was mm. like, man, like, bro, if we've been together for 20 years from the pop level, uh, uh, level, Pop Warner, then we go to the high school level. We've been together for 20 years. The end goal for us coaching is to be on that level. Mm -hmm. So when the opportunity presents itself 20 years later. It's time to go. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, so. That's one of the layers I think people are missing. And one of the caveats I think people are missing as well. Because, I, you know, I like to explain in layman's terms, bro. It's like if you want a job for 20 years, you know, the the the, the owner of the, the corporation comes to you and say, listen, I want to elevate you from an employee to now a super. And you're going to go from making $30,000 a year to now four fifty. A person in their right mind isn't just going to say, no, I don't want to do that, sir. It's just, <laughs> <laughs> they're going to get elevated. You know? So, Greg, so, uh, tell, them, tell them your thoughts on that when we was dis discussing this same topic. Yeah, I, I think, man, to be honest with you, I think it's just, you know, like, now first I want to say this. I am all about the betterment for HBCUs. Isn't that, he took a chance. He went there. He exposed some good and bad stuff. He did mm -hmm. what he was supposed to do. Mm -hmm. I right. think it's a misconception that people think that Dion was supposed to stay there for 10 years, 12 years, fight it out. I mean, hey, he made a very true statement the other day. In this profession, either you're elevated or you're fired. If you give an opportunity to elevate yourself and to allude to what X was talking about, it's also a bigger piece to this than when you've been rocking with guys for like he stated for 20 years, y'all been coaching together and you get a chance. Dion is not only changing his life and his family's life or bringing his family back to a life that they are accustomed to. Uh, he's changing the lifestyles of those three to four guys that are going with him too. Those guys are getting hell of a pay raises. You're changing the mm -hmm. lifestyles of those guys' children, those guys' wives, those guys' families. Yeah. I think it was a hell of a move by him, man. My thing with people is, man, we have to stop putting so much energy into other people's uh, successes, good or bad. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm. great. You know, if, if people can elevate themselves, man, hey, go do that, bro. How can you sit here and bash a person for not elevating him, not only elevating himself, his family, but two to three other families, man? You're talking about, you're talking about, an immediate impact on 30 to 40 people's lives right now. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. like, I just don't understand the bashing of Dion. I'm thankful that the brother took a chance to come to an HBCU and start his coaching career. But yeah. now, you know, like, mm. hey, man, somebody come to you, man, just like I said, we 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 forward doing the podcast right now, and they be like, look, guys, we want you guys on Good Morning America tomorrow morning. <laughs> we want... <laughs> some people's thought process man because i thought the whole thing in this world of ours what we're supposed to do get a leg up pull some of your brothers with them change some other people's lives that's what he yeah. did look at what you know that, that's what he did bottom line so i i support brother dion and coach prime for all that he's done and i wish him the best at colorado man i really wish you do because even at colorado he's still going to affect the lives. he got his work cut out. yeah 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 he got his work cut out for him and on that yeah. flip side i think it was a Smart move. Go to somewhere where you've been getting your ass kicked. You know now you can change. Oh. It's hard if Dion go somewhere that was nine and two last mm -hmm. year because they are expecting they're that expecting same thing. A, a, a cup, a chip, something. Yep, that's yeah. a fact. That's a fact. That's Colorado, true. Colorado that's true. I didn't think about. I didn't think about that. I didn't think about that. <laughs> right. Colorado. Colorado is was one and eleven last year. If Dion yeah. goes there, 
then this upcoming year, and he goes seven and four. He had a hell of a year. You know, he changed the program. He get, he, he's going to get a statue at that point. <laughs> I do like his thought process. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Of picking that school, going to that school, and changing yeah. their culture. So, again, man, I support everything that he's been doing, man. Right. I, I I completely agree with you, Greg. I, I will say this. Hey, look, I, I hey, was look. I was I definitely wasn't one of the bashers, but what I did say was I was a little disappointed because I loved all the things that he was doing. I saw a world where all these ex NFL players were going to um, HBCUs and coaching, and then this just whole farm system like that that was our fault. You know what I'm saying? Like we right. we saw this vision and we accounted that to one person. So I will right. say I will say I was disappointed when he left, but I understand mm. it, and I also understand. And Arrington and I have these talks all the time. Like when those opportunities come, you got to take them. So I get it. I get he had to do what he needed to do for himself, but I can't say that I wasn't disappointed when I first heard the news. Like uh, I just have to admit that. You know what and I'm saying? I want to add another thing too, guys. Like mm -hmm. I think that a lot of people get the misconception of. HBCUs and the talent at HBCUs aren't D Division One. Oh yeah, not at all. It, not at all. A, yeah, I want to make sure we put that out there on the airways because there are twenty three uh, Division One HBCUs in the, in, in the country, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Great, mm -hmm. um, HBCU as a D one. Now, mm -hmm. and there are there's a narrative out there as well. In 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 Arrington, his whole thing is he he likes to change the narrative. So this is a great opportunity so we can set the narrative straight on NFL draft picks, right? There's not guys going to the league from from HBCUs. That's that's false. Mm. That's a lie. Because one mm -hmm. thing about it, um, Greg was an NFL draft pick from Hampton. I mm -hmm. went to the mm -hmm. NFL undrafted free agent, but he's actually got drafted. It was so many guys on our four year run and our four year journey that actually got drafted. That's so, just was on the team. Now, yeah, we're not talking so. about all through the rest of the MEAC. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Also talking about guys that, um, credit to uh, Hall of Fame mm. coach Joe Teller, we're also talking about guys that transferred in from Power 5 schools and didn't pan out because it was garbage. Let's just be mm. Now, we're going to have an honest conversation. Mm -hmm. We love our brothers, but we're going to tell the truth. You yeah. know, these yeah. came from Florida, came from University of South Carolina, came from <clears> Florida <throat> and didn't get on the field, came from University of North Carolina and didn't get on the field. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? Versus guys that um, they were sitting behind that came from high school straight to the HBCU, started and got drafted. So yeah. I want to put out that particular information because it's a misconception of the Power Five versus the HBCU now. Um, Coach Prime did allude to something on a, a, a previous interview, which he is correct. The difference between a Power Five and an HBCU is just the trenches. That's it. Yeah, it's the offensive defensive line. It's not the receivers. It's not the running back. It's mm. not the DBs. It's not the linebacker. It's just the trenches. Now, mm -hmm. of course, you know if uh, our team that we played um, together on, which we had a top five defense in America. Um, that Greg actually played on defense, which we had a top 25 offense in America, which I was actually a part of, but put on the same team, right? So with those particular numbers um, being said, we are blindfolded because HBCUs don't have the media exposure and coverage. That's all it is. But what happens is when our Hall of Fame coach Joe Teller was trying to schedule games with University of Maryland, they declined. When oh, we were wow. trying to get, but yeah, they, a lot of these schools, these power five schools was, was saying no, mm. because at the time, you know, bro, we was ass kickers. So I was going to say, that's why <laughs> that's, they couldn't, they couldn't afford to take that L I, I, for sure. Times, for sure. It was, uh, App State versus Michigan. You see how that big upset that messed the money up. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Do a lot of damage like that towards these uh, power fives, mm -hmm. but they declined. And it would have also, Help, uh, hurt recruiting on the Power Five level for sure. For but we sure. just the, the narrative straight with the facts. We just want to put that part out there. Absolutely. That no knock on the Power Fives because they're great schools. And um, you know, like I said, teammates of ours. Um, I actually coach high school football with a guy that I still talk to daily. 
he started a corner at the University of North Carolina and also went and played for the Jets. And we always talk about the difference. The Power Five athletic experience is a little better than the HBCUs, but our social experience is better than Power Fives. So you just got to pick your poison and nice. think about what do you want out of your college experience. Yeah. I love I love that you pointed that out because that is a misconception. And uh yeah, I, I love it. Well, I love it. it. Yeah, and X, I'm so happy you put you mentioned that because I was gonna ask as far as for like now, you know, now Dion's at Colorado, boom. You know, what's gonna what's right. next now for the prospects that either don't want to commit to a HBCU or be like, mm, let me go to a power five. Cause there, there, there were a lot of guys that were initially uh, committed to say like university of Florida and said, well, let me go on to play for an HBCU. So I'm glad you mentioned that because I want to see more of the top tier prospects commit to HBCUs, because I do think that the athletes do benefit more of the exposure at HBCUs as well too, when they take that direction to and a historical black college. So I'm glad you made that just, you know, describing as far as the, the competition, the competition level. And, you know, so, so that people can see, and, and that is true. Media exposure is one thing because when I catch a lot of HBCU football games, it's on smaller local channels and not, mm. I can't just like ESPN or, you know, it might be on ESPN two, three or something, you know what I mean? Like a channel yeah. that nobody really watches that yeah. most. So I think, uh, I think, yeah, <laughs> I think, I think they need to uh, uh, make them prime time and you know those TV deals and those prime, those uh, uh, yeah television uh, sponsorships and things like that. So uh, no, great conversation, fellas. Look, I want to I want to talk about your Cover Three Foundation, which is you're doing great things. I've, I've... they actually mm-hmm. want to say something. Yeah, I just want to point out something real quick before we move on. I just want to give an example of yeah, HBC go ahead. Versus Power Five again. Now. Um, this particular individual came after me and Greg's era. His name is now he played starting. He was a starting linebacker at Hampton for four years. Correct. So he was the defensive player of the year, three times in a row. They won, uh, what two back-to-back, uh, conference championships. They was had two undefeated seasons. Right. So his brother was the starting quarterback at university mm. of North Carolina. Okay. That's power five ACC. Now, Darian Durant, again, was a starting mm. quarterback at North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Justin Durant was a starting middle linebacker at Hampton University, right? Both mm-hmm. Division I schools, one FCS, one FBS Power 5, ACC, which, play, which played quarterback. Now, Darian Durant didn't get drafted, okay? Darian Durant was a great quarterback at the University of North Carolina, all right? Justin Durant got drafted 52 overall, second round, Jacksonville Jaguars. Wow. So with that particular information, I just want to put that out there again to Mm. dispel the inconsistencies and dispel the narrative. And let's just talk about what the facts are, because, again, that's a prime situation that we know exactly how it transpired. Because, again, a, a, a coach or, or, or mom or dad or, or community mentor would tell a kid, yo, you need to go power five to get drafted. That's not true. Yeah. That's that's just that's just missing misinformation. So um, I didn't want to keep elaborating or harping on that, but I just want to give that so particular one. Uh, uh, yeah. I think Arrington might be struggling a little with his connection over there. Um, but yeah, no, no, that's that's a that's a that's a great a great great point. Awesome, I think. Awesome. Um, well, look, okay, yeah, I want to mention. I want to talk about your cover three found. Yeah. 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 Appreciate appreciate that, Cam. Uh, foundation, because uh, I mean. You fed oh y'all. I think y'all y'all work with that together. And um, mission is to fight child hunger. Can you speak more on that? Uh, on that, Greg or X or you know whoever wants to start that one on. Definitely, man. Definitely. Uh, I just knew we we wanted to after we uh both finished our respective football careers, man. We wanted to make an impact on our community. You know, Franklin, South Hampton County. 
but not only that community, you know, surrounding counties. And uh, I found out about the child and adult care feeding program and the summer feeding service program, which uh, both are uh, mm -hmm. program ran through Virginia Department of uh, Education. And uh, I had no idea, you know, when I was at college, man, or when I was in college, uh, you know, that children were starting to go through uh, fighting child, you know, hunger in after school programs or dealing with those type of issues. So I found out about it and a mentor of mine up at uh, Hampton University, may he rest in peace now, Gary Singleton, uh, he was yeah. already doing and uh, he, he told me about it. He had a, a nonprofit organization called Peace in the Streets over in Newport News that was feeding children every day in after school programs, summer programs. And he was like, Greg, it's not a hub out there in your area. You know, he said, I'm sending food out towards Southampton and Franklin to help the kids out there. So that touched me. I really went into it. Uh, me and X put our head together and we started uh, Cover 3 Man. And we started out really small, man, in 2000. Uh, and actually, Cover 3 initially was football camps, uh, you know, mm -hmm. uh, youth league, football leagues, different things like that. We did that for a couple of years, uh, touched a lot of children through the game of football. But then when we found out about that feeding program, man, that's what really took Cover 3 to the next level. Mm -hmm. So we started feeding kids uh, March 2010, man, and we started real small, uh, three sites. Um, and fast forward a couple of years, man, we went from feeding 50 kids per day to feeding 1,500 kids per day. Wow. And uh, we serve over oh, four. Appreciate you, man. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. We've been, we've been able to serve over four million healthy meals and snacks and breakfasts to kids in southeastern Virginia in uh, summer programs and after school programs since 2010. So I'm just thankful for the great staff that we've been able to uh, form, our board of directors, and just every all of our partners that we've been able to work with over the last 13 years of fighting childhood hunger, man. You you really, when you're focused and you're on the mission, you really don't get a chance to sit back and gloat about some of the work you've been able to do. But I'm just yeah. thankful that we, we've been able to put a small dent in fighting childhood hunger and have become a regional power and wow. known for Amazing. You know, so we're really thankful, man. That's amazing. And I yeah. want to add also, guys, uh, just for all your viewers and listeners, man, you know, when Greg uh, came to me with that with that information, bro, like I want to always encourage people to support their friends and family. Right. So when, you know, Greg told me what uh, rest his soul, Mr. Uh, Gary Singleton um, gave him the information as far as the CSCFP program is concerned. And I understood and knew he was serious about it. I knew Greg was serious about executing that. Mm -hmm. Right. So I did whatever I needed to do to make sure he had full support of mm -hmm. executing that. And I want to encourage individuals, if you are close friends, family, or cousins, or whatever have you, with anyone that is serious about anything that they are thinking of as far as a vision is concerned, especially life-changing and ultimately helping each, uh, somebody else's life, Make sure you support them and give full support to them if you have the resources and the know-how and the wherewithal. Because it's so important because a person can't do it alone and by themselves. If Absolutely. you see that, please help tap into that with that individual and help and assist. Because, uh, you know, I, I got to always give kudos to what it's due because we got to give each other our flowers while we're above ground. Mm -hmm. Greg has always been an executor. He's always been an individual mm -hmm. that when he puts his mind to something, he's serious about it. and only thing he got to do is say it once, it's going to happen. So with, with, with that being said, you see the transition when he matriculates from football to entrepreneurship, right? So only thing you have to do is make sure you help guide and assist in any resources that you may have individually, put the resources together and make it a big uh, flower and make it grow. Because everything starts from a seed. Everything comes from the darkness, even us, as far as birth is concerned in our mom's womb. Everything starts from a seed. So make sure that we do our part to help um, nurture these individuals who have these life-changing trailblazing visions. So I just want to make sure I put that out there to your viewers and listeners, man, to always encourage. It's dope, man. That is dope. 
man fellas i truly appreciate it. we definitely gonna have y'all back because we were having some bit on my end i'm having some technical difficulties but i've been enjoying nothing this conversation the whole time and want to have y'all on for a part two we have we have to you're always invited sure. fellas how can we continue to support uh you know cover three foundation as well as the culture shock podcast what are the socials please get give it to us fellas give it to us <laughs> Uh, Cover Three, man, you can for you, you definitely support us uh, through our website www.cover3foundation.org. We have our Facebooks, uh, Cover Three Foundation, our Instagram at Cover Three Foundation, uh, LinkedIn uh, under my name Greg Scott, which uh, has a subtitle of Cover Three Foundation. So those are all of our socials. I uh, just want to make sure all your viewers know they can definitely. Uh, we have a cash app where you can you can mail your check to uh, Cover Three Foundation uh, PO Box. Four five six Franklin Virginia two three eight five one. All donations are tax uh, deductible, man. And we would appreciate any help that we can to make sure that we're fighting childhood hunger on a daily basis. Because again, uh, it it's not easy, guys. We and I think we we've, we've done a good job of making it look easy for fourteen years, but it's not easily. We constantly have to get out here and fundraise and do different things. So any support that we can get from your listeners, your team would be greatly appreciated, man. And again, thank you for allowing us to uh, spread our hearts and our visions and talk about different things on your platform, man. And you guys keep up the great work, man. You always want to get flowers brothers while they can, man. And you guys have done amazing things, man. So continue to push forward, continue to move that needle, man, and just uh, continue influencing people to be the best they possibly can be. And thank you again, guys. Absolutely. Appreciate it. Much appreciated. And you can go to uh, our Instagram, the culture shop 19 on Instagram, the culture with a K um the culture shock on facebook um and please like share subscribe on youtube and any other um platform that that you you know you, you absorb your, your your podcast man and we appreciate everything from you guys man you guys have an amazing show an amazing platform um i also check out you guys show often so keep doing what you guys are doing keep being trailblazers man and shining that light and uh, uh more power to you guys man and we we got your uh you guys have our full support we appreciate it man great talk great talk yeah like errington said uh we definitely want to have you all back um this was a a great great uh thank conversation you, i just you. and i want to see it continue for sure okay ladies and gentlemen mr grace mr x guy host of culture shock for sure thank you guys man thank you Peace, right, fellas. Take care. Okay. Yeah, keep keep going, Cam. What's that? Commercial break. Yo, yo, yo. Well, ladies Yo, and gentlemen, I'm still here. Hold on, we gonna go to a quick okay, commercial. Okay, uh, he's back. Go he's to back. There we go. Commercial break. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm back. I'm back. We go. We gonna go to a quick commercial break. Look, I see Sirac is on waiting backstage diligently. Look, we gonna have a last topic. We gonna bring in. I know Sirac's gonna enjoy this one. But when we come back, we are gonna have some more. with our Smooth Club podcast, a show where everyday men discuss everyday topics. I'm a master of my mind. Manipulate the masses with motivation to move. This is the only chair I'll volunteer to sit in. Spinning and spinning. Each loop past the mirror, I see a better me in true destiny. Confidence is key, so these two week cleanups won't be memories. Hey, barber, do you think it's possible to reshape the temple that holds my thoughts? Shape up in the hub makes me bold my walk, cause sometimes a lineup could be your savior. Do you think it's ironic that I can monetize my work when I stick to the master plan and get my taper? No more thoughts of getting burned by the system, and this new product doesn't burn my taper. Thank you. Let's normalize uncovering our bodies from that sheet, and we look stunning when it comes off, cause we are masters of our mind. Manipulate the masses with motivation to move. Each cut allows more and more room to grow. We back up in the place. Uh, I think Arrington is going to bring Sirac in for a minute, but great, great, great conversation, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I look forward to to talking to X and Greg again. Um, again, follow us on socials. Uh, follow us on YouTube. 
follow us wherever you uh you you consume your your you know your podcast um I believe Sorak will be in in a moment. I think Arrington is still going through some technical technical difficulties on his side. Uh, oh, I think he's back. I think he's back. Uh, welcome back, sir. What's happening? What's cracking? Can you hear me? Yeah, there he goes. There he goes. There he goes. Oh, so Rock came in for two and a half Hold seconds. Up. And he was gone. <laughs> can you can you hear me, Cam? Yeah, I hear you. So I saw Sarak pop up for a second, then he he popped right back out. So I'm not sure what okay, happened. This is there we oh, go. There he goes. There he goes. Why you kick me out and add me at the same time? You trying to hide my shine. Every time we got there we go, on the show, you be like, oh, we got technical difficulties. <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to do me like that. Oh, my man comes in with guns blazing it, it, look, per usual. Look, look it, it, am I in yet, fellas? It, am I sound? Am I sound? You, you, you partly in there. You partly in there. I don't know what's happening right now, but you partly in there, bro. I'm having Yo, like the since worst, can't talk, the worst since connection. Can't talk, I'm gonna talk. I'm gonna talk. He been talking this whole time. I'm gonna talk. All right, y'all. So we at Poolside Cooking. You know I got a million jobs. We just at the Poolside Cooking TV station, and uh, Fox Hill Studios will be one of the main cinematographers and uh, film studios to get that segment off the ground. So we're excited. And that's what's up, man. Talk. Look at it. He that's still can't up. say nothing. Nah, what is going on with his internet? I can talk in my, in my end. His internet is kicking his ass right now, sir. You know what he did? You know what he did? He got stopped in Walmart by that dude in the, in his in his polo shirt. <laughs> and he was like, hey, you want free internet access for the next two months? And Anton said, free <laughs> for two months? Yeah, bro, and then it's only $79.99 after your two-month trial. Sign up for Walmart Internet now. <laughs> oh, man. All that is funny. That is oh, man, funny. Man, I am, I am probably hurting, it, hurting the day. <laughs> How was the uh, It is interview? definitely not true, so Okay, the... it's not. All right. How was the interview with the HBCU guests, man? It was it was a great it was a it was it was great of course the I don't internet was effing no up a with Fligetta, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, yeah. was, oh okay righty. Cam how was the interview you said, Cam, how said you too, you're too <laughs> laggy he can't have a delayed conversation with I you can't, I can't talk to him I can't <laughs> I don't know what he think this is I'm not, I'm not no. gonna wait for him to be like <laughs> Like like the correspondent tapping the ear. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I'm getting I'm getting word. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, my man, you got my man hiding behind the bonsai. <laughs> no, but it was it was a dope conversation, bro. It was a dope conversation. I can hear That's everything good. you guys are saying. I guess the, <laughs> <laughs> the next um, move is probably something about to eat, and then we'll go to the game and stream the game. Yeah, yeah. But um, Did yeah, he move, I didn't see him move the tree. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, dope, dope conversation um, about their foundation, about their former playing days. It was just, it was just dope talk per usual with this pod. You know, per that's usual. what's up. That's what's yeah, up. Man. Yeah, man. All right, man. Look, do, you, do he want me to close it out, or do he want to? He said he had another topic. I don't know. I don't know if he could. We we'll see if he could. Like, Aaron, to you good? Like, I'm I'm good. How do I how do I how do I sign? Am I still choppy? Uh, you get it? Am in I still there. choppy? It's it's better. It's better. It's better. <laughs> it's better. Oh okay, man, I, I, this yeah. is done. I have Ended. one more time. Ended. Is that Ended. is it? Ended. No, it's ended. Okay. <laughs> Stop. Another great Ended. episode of no. our our Soul Club podcast. <laughs> <laughs>
Maybe maybe we'll tell go him, live. Tell maybe him we'll Brady, go live. Play the, play the, tell him to play the, the theme song so we could just be like. <laughs> get kicked out again. We're both about to get kicked <laughs> out. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> <laughs>